did it. They did it. They killed Ned Stark. They killed Ned <laughs> Stark. They definitely did. Still can't believe it. Still can't get over it. Uh, this is Raven on the Recap Podcast. I'm Natalie Bahensky. This is Stuart Late. Hello. Yes, that is Stuart Spoil- Spoilers, obviously. Spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't yet watched Game of Thrones or been anywhere near the internet for mm. the last five years, yes. then you may not have known. Yeah, and we're very sorry. That Sean Bean cops another death. <laughs> and really, when you when you... People pointed that out. It's like, oh, of course he died. Sean Bean dies in everything. Everything Sean Bean's ever in, he always dies. But it's very... Even now, watching the episode, you're still like, is he... He might make it out this time. A bit of a, a, a counter to that theory that he always dies. Yes. He was the bad guy in National Treasure. Right. And... He didn't die in that. Oh, okay. Nicolas Cage sends them off on a wild goose chase to some other location, and they right. get arrested. But he well, doesn't that's a, die. That's a refreshing break from It is. Paul. It is, yes. yes. It's the anomaly that proves the rule, <laughs> exception that proves the rule, or something like that. He's 006, he's Boromir. Oh, my he's... God, he's so good as 006. <laughs> I, that was the first Bond movie I saw at the cinema, GoldenEye, and mm. I just adored him, even though he was the bad guy. He was a great villain, just, yeah. He's absolutely. always, you know, he's always a great bad guy. Like National <laughs> Treasure, you know, you're kind of rooting for him to win, <laughs> because Nicholas's Cage's hair is just that unconvincing. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so we are up to Season 1, Episode 9, Baylor. Baylor. Or, as it's more commonly known, the one where Ned Stark gets his head chopped off. Yes. And there's a lot that leads up to that moment. Um, but should we go over that moment first? Let's deal with that because that's what we're, we're processing that now. And it's and it's funny because, like, you know, when we watch these episodes, we're sort of we're, – we're watching them, but we're also, you know, we're commenting to each other. Yeah, we're telling yeah, jokes. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, just mucking around, just two friends watching a fun TV show. For the last five minutes of this one, <laughs> uh, we just shut the hell up and watched because it still gets you even now. Yeah. It's still such a – such a well done mo- from, from the moment, like when Arya sort of runs up, mm. she, she you know throws a pigeon away that she's she's going to eat, and she runs up, and they say, "Oh, they've taken the hand of the king to to the scepter of Baelor, and you know what's coming, but you're like, "Oh, maybe it'll turn out differently this time." I yeah. don't know. This is maybe the maybe like you know Varys will do something. Maybe Arya will jump on stage and save her. Maybe her. maybe like Rob will arrive just in the nick of time. Maybe Jon Snow will come down or something and. <laughs> No, no, it doesn't hate you. Or Yorin will jump up and rescue him. Yeah, exactly. It is it is that whole, you know, prayer is the last refuge of a scoundrel. You just keep yeah. going, someone, come on, someone, it. come on. That's it's it. Ned Stark here, it's Ned Stark here. And again, like, like it's the ultimate, like this scene is the ultimate in the show saying, nope, this does not work like the stories you're used to. Because yeah. this, is, this is the Robin Hood scene. Robin Hood has a scene where... He's on the scaffold, about to get his head chopped off, and then all of a sudden, the Merry Men are there, and they have a big battle, and they free Robin, and they run away, and... Which Robin Hood are you? You're not talking Prince of Thieves. Well, not Prince of Thieves, no. No. No, I should, I should always... There's a few moments in where people are about to get killed, and Robin Hood saves them in Prince of Thieves. Hmm. And, no, like, well, there's the start of Prince of Thieves where he's in the jail in the Holy <laughs> Land, and he's about to have his hand cut well, off. Well, see, this he, is the thing, exactly, you yeah, know, and he, but says, he gets saved. This is English courage. <laughs> now, if you're thinking of bagging out Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, I would strongly I advise you against doing that. I wouldn't dream of it, Natalie. It's the best movie ever. Yes, that's right. Well, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Citizen Kane. See, that's how it goes. Yeah. That's the one, too. So let's just 
keep that in the back of our minds. <laughs> I've, I've, my, my own personal preference is always Commando first and then, then <laughs> Prince of Thieves. Get but... the job. <laughs> I've never seen Commando. You've never seen Commando? No, no. Oh, my God. Really? Isn't it just Arnold Schwarzenegger running around it's... the jungle or something? It's the Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> running around the jungle. You're, you're thinking of Predator. I'm thinking of Predator. I haven't predator. seen that predator, either. But... So I don't... What does he do in it? He just it's... kills guys? Or... It, it was his first... He, he'd done Conan the Barbarian before the before right, Commando, right, right. but this was the first Arnold has a gun and murders everyone <laughs> movie, and that's the plot. Like, like they, they steal his daughter, right? So, so Colombian people steal his daughter. Damn those Colombians! Those Colombians are always up to nonsense. Was it like a drug thing? Or it was, was a drug. Like a it, rebel, it was. Rebel it was like a. Well, anyway, I won't give it. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it with as much reverence as the actual movie gives the plot, which is not much at all. Um, as a vehicle for Arnold Schwarzenegger to then go on a killing spree for ninety minutes, and right. it's amazing. It's the best film ever. So <laughs> we were talking. We were talking last podcast about Carl Drogo and how badass he was. Yeah, and so that now is literally you just wanted to be. Oh, Arnold it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. If Arnold Schwarzenegger showed up in Game of Thrones, that would be the best thing in the entire world. I'm probably the only person who thinks that. <laughs> But I would absolutely love to. Be, oh, I don't even know at this if point. If he was like, a Dothraki, I reckon they could get away with that. Like an he old could, he could be like some crazy Bravosi, like or someone, some someone from ESOS, like just wondering. You know, I don't know. I don't know who he would be. Arnie, like that's the thing. Like no oh, matter yeah, yeah. what role it would, he it would is. break the show in half. Like, like you couldn't you couldn't possibly do it. But it would also be the best thing in, in the world. It would be amazing. It's like be, like there's certain actors who could never be in Game of Thrones because. They're just too big. It would break the show. So, yeah. but, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger obviously can't do that, even though I want him to with all my heart. That would be amazing. <laughs> and they're actually, they're, they're making another Conan film with him in it when he's like an what? old king. That would be amazing. That's going to be great. That's going to be absolutely great. Is he going to beat people up? Probably. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing. It'll be just grizzled old Arnie. I don't being, get the oh, it's great. Thing. Oh, it's amazing. Really? At all? You no, don't get I've it? I've never really gotten it. I'm trying to think if there was, I'm sure there was a movie that he was in that I enjoyed. Um, I remember seeing Kindergarten Cop. I went with my. He mom. basically single-handedly invented that genre, like the 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 testosterone-fueled '80s action movie is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then everyone else copying Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wasn't Sylvester Stallone? No, because this is the thing. Rocky Rocky Two. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Um, Rambo Part Two, First Blood, right, came out after. Commando what was and all Rambo these. 1? Rambo 1 was he's a Vietnam vet, right? And he's chased through the backwoods of, like, Virginia or something by an FBI agent. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's not like... It's not what you think. Oh. Right? So he's, like, this damaged PTSD Vietnam right. vet. Oh, okay. Right? He's not the, in Vietnam rounding the second up the one, rest of the The colony. second one is where they go back and he fights Vietnam again single-handedly. <laughs> and he wins this time. <laughs> He actually has the line, do we get to win this time? Yeah. And then he has that scene at the end where he shoots up the bunker and he's like, ah. I've not seen it. Oh. I'm Wait. sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. There's another podcast this is idea. The, thing. I, I've, I've, the only thing I know about these movies is from watching Hot Shots Pardon. <laughs> well, you, you know, you've Charlie got a pretty Sheen. solid foundation anyway. And I think they just cover all of those movies. They, they really do. You've basically seen all those movies yeah. anyway. Because they have, like, the tally of the body count tally, yes. <laughs> where he's just firing indiscriminately, just holding rounds of ammunition, just firing indiscriminately. They have, like, the body count of, like, commando. It's amazing. We, we should we should watch some 
80s action movies that you've never seen yeah. and do that. But anyway, and do a podcast. We, we are so far off topic right now. Apologies. But yes. look, it's it's conversational. You know, it that's is, fine. Yeah, hey, we're, just, we're talking, hey. aren't we? Um, so, yeah, so Carl Drogo, I'm trying to remember where we were. So Carl Drogo. We were talking about Ned Stark getting killed. That yeah. was where we were. But. <laughs> but I was mentioning something about Carl Drogo being really badass but being brought down by, you know, an infection. Maybe that was it. Yes, and so yeah. we've got Sean Bean who's – a badass, yeah. As Ned well, Stark, we, we were. I was saying that these we have these the idea of how these stories go. Yes, and in a lot of versions, not Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That's in, where in a we lot, were. In a lot of versions of the Robin Hood story, he gets captured, and this is in the Disney version with the foxes and things, and it's yeah. in a lot of the others. Yeah, he gets captured. Yeah. and he gets like taken to the scaffold, and he's going to have his head chopped off. Yeah, and then at the last minute. All the merry men like throw off their cloaks and reveal that they're there to save him, and this big battle happens, and they all get away and they live happily ever after. And yeah, he lives yeah. with May Marion, and it's almost like they're playing directly with that trope with this scene because you just keep thinking something's going to happen. Some someone surely is going to come in and save him because Ned Stark is Ned Stark. He's obviously the main character of He's this show. Yeah. He's the hero, and nope, they cut off his head with his own sword because that's what happens in this show. <laughs> And if you were doubting that up to this point, you have now been seriously schooled in how Game of Thrones does business. And the thing is that it's Joffrey's, it's all Joffrey's doing because everyone else was happy for him to have his false confession because the confession is, you know, yes, he he tried to stop Joffrey inheriting the throne, but all the stuff about I tried to murder the king and have myself installed as king, that's That's all balls. And and, and so they've, they've arranged all this elaborate kind of thing that, that Varys gets him to plead guilty to because it'll help his daughters and that's, you know, what he's... he's he doesn't care about dying himself. Mm, yeah. He just wants to protect his, his kids. Uh, and and it's it's Joffrey who then says, um, you know, Sansa's asked for mercy and my mum says mm. I should do this, but hey, they're weak women, so <laughs> screw them. It's the first, it's the first example of Joffrey becoming the horrible tyrant boy child king that we've come we to know and, know and hate. It's, no yeah. one loved to hate. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and you because see, it could have it could have stopped. It could have like that could have ended the war right there. You know, Ned mm. Stark has confessed to his supposed crimes. He's going to go to the wall and take the black. And theoretically, that stops everything. You know, mm. like they send people home. Like maybe the fighting would have continued, but they could have broken some sort of peace. It would have been a tenuous at best, but at least that would have solved things for the time being. But instead, mm-hmm. Joffrey oversteps himself and chops off his head, and, and there's no coming back from that. Mm. And you see even Cersei being really angry, saying, hey, yeah. what are you doing? Stop it. She's and like, Varys yeah. running over to him going, what's going on? Yeah. Stop stop this madness. We don't really see Littlefinger. No, we don't do in that scene, I do we? I can't remember if he's there. I'm sure he is. but and, and I'm sure he's just standing at the back, kind of twiddling his fingers, going, excellent. Although I don't I don't know how he even he could have planned for that to happen. I don't think he did, but I don't think he was upset that it happened. He rolls with it. Yeah. He yeah, just wants, it's he a just, small wrinkle in the plan. He just wants to see the world burn. Yeah. That's, that's his whole deal. So Ned Stark's dead. Ah. Because he doesn't, it doesn't get him, like, is he trying to get Catelyn just... At all, or is it just a spite thing now? Who, Joffrey? Or? No, no, Littlefinger. Ostensibly, he's doing all of this because he loved Catelyn and then she married Ned Stark. That's really a key motivation for him. Everyone called him Shorty Greasy yeah. Spot Spot. And 
I think he feels like it would be good if he could get Catlin, but I think what he really wants is to set himself up for as much wealth and power as he can while also destabilizing mm. the political situation in Westeros. You know what I mean? Like he's just like like there's a conf- oh, there's a conversation coming up next season, I think, where he and Varys have a big conversation about order and chaos and all that sort of oh, thing. Oh, no, and that's sort of, later on. That's much later? It's the yeah. climb. I think it's season four, actually. Yeah, okay, right, yeah. yeah. Well, but, but that's sort of, he sort of tips his hat there, but it, I think all along he's basically just kicking the ant's nest to see what will happen, Yeah, you know, and while staying one step back and sort of going, you know, hey, I'm, I'm above it all. This is fine. <laughs> What else happened this episode? I'm, oh. still, I'm still processing. Let's go to Rob, who is proceeding against the Lannisters, but he has to cross the Twins, which is held by Sir Walder Frey. Walder Frey, who we, we instantly dislike, although we don't dislike him as much as we're going to. Well, this is the thing. We, this is the first time we see him, and it's the last time we see him until a certain until a wedding. certain wedding in season three. A, Scarlet slash magenta <laughs> slash coloured wedding happens. Chartreuse uh, wedding. Is chartreuse? No, no chartreuse that's, that's is green. like a lemony green. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the chartreuse wedding, darling. <laughs> yeah, no, it's more like a turquoise wedding. It's not quite chartreuse. Um, maybe an aquamarine wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what about an amethyst wedding? <laughs> I'm getting carried away. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so Rob is having to negotiate getting across the Twins. You would have thought that maybe someone would think to build another bridge somewhere. It's like there's one crossing. Yeah, but Westeros is weird like one that. family owns that one crossing. And I, think, I think he can get around. I think the thing is that he could get around, but it's like oh, longer. ages and ages and ages away. Yeah, Plus yeah. there's like an army between yeah, where he needs yeah, to yeah. get to. So yeah. I think that's yeah. the key there. That's true. So, Walder Frey, we've already heard, is a bit untrustworthy because Catelyn talks about him in the previous episode as being the late Walder Frey. Yes. And how he likes to show up to battles as it's already after, after it's been decided, yeah. He's also a notorious lech. Yes. He's had many, many wives. Most of whom, I assume, I don't know, does he divorce them or just they die and probably die of repeated, repetitive sex injuries or something? <laughs> RSI. <laughs> That's so crazy. I just want to point to out, because I did, I remember writing a blog post about this back in the day, but that actor, David Bradley, who plays Walter Frey, yes. he like has a specific line. He's kind of the go-to guy in Britain for <laughs> creepy old men. Creepy old men, yes. He yeah. was in a Vanity Fair, a BBC production of Vanity Fair that came mm-hmm. out, I think in the late 90s, playing like the creepy old man. Creepy old guy. He was of in course, Broadchurch playing what should have been a creepy old man character, but was sort of turned sympathetic a little. Yeah, but he but, was but he's creepy. playing on that He's still archetype. a creepy yeah. old man who yeah. everyone thinks is a pedophile, yeah, but actually, right. you know, he's just the nice scoutmaster who's got a bad yes. name or something. And he was Filch in um, He was uh, Filch Harry in, in Harry Potter. And he was William Hartnell uh, in the uh, documentary oh, about he was too, an adventure in he? space and time. Yeah, so. but uh, William yeah. Hartnell, creepy old man? I guess. I mean, you know, Look, technically he's playing against Doctor Who is a bit of a creepy old man <laughs> in many ways. Cantankerous, maybe. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah, yeah fair enough. Sometimes creepy. Um, you know, Doctor Who, a lot of female companions over the years. Walter Frey, a right. lot of female companions. That's right. <laughs> and he just, he's just the most 
And you can see, I think, um, Catelyn Tully, Michelle Fairley, the actor, plays her so well in this scene where it's like, oh. She's just, she's repulsed I do not by him. want to be around yeah. you. The man is like a human blemish. <laughs> you know, like he's half pus, half oh. kind of, he's like a blackhead when you squeeze yes. a blackhead and like, oh. The stuff comes out and you're just like, sort of, oh. As if that got up and oh. put on a cloak and said, oh. And then just the way that they have him, like, fondling his new 15-year-old wife. <laughs> yes. Oh, just grabbing God. her ass. Yep. yep. So gross. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so gross. <laughs> and, and beautifully done, of course. It's those little sort of touches. Yeah, well, I love, obviously, well, he's meant to be yes. um, He's meant to be horrible. This is the thing. And that shows success. And he's got all well. these sons. You know, he's got all these. All, everyone in the room is, is, is an offspring of his. Yes. Pretty much. And he's got sons, and some of whom are legitimate, some are not. And the ones who aren't, he's like... He says, your mother would still be a milkmaid if I hadn't squirted you into her belly. And it's like, yeah. oh, could it's the, you? Oh. the worst possible thing to say about that sort of oh. thing. Wow. It's, yeah, it just takes any kind of magic completely out of the equation it's, with that guy. Yeah. Uh, and so the only thing he wants to do is marry off his kids. Mm. And that's the deal that Catelyn has to strike, that Arya will marry one of his sons and Rob will have to marry one of, one his, of his daughters. daughters. Whichever one he likes. <laughs> There's a whole range who might be suitable. And, of course, Rob's reaction is, did you get a look at his daughters? And Theon <laughs> giggles. And it is, it's, it is a bit, it's like, oh, God, what have I got myself in for? She's like, oh, there was one who um, seemed all right. <laughs> and he's all right. All right. Well, I got across. I got across. So needs must as the devil drives something. That's yes, a phrase. Right, that's a phrase. Okay. Yep. And and he does, and the army goes, and we see the army actually diverge. Yeah, we do right then and there, don't we? Which is a clue to what's going to happen. Exactly, because we we did see when they were doing some battle planning that a scout got found, a Lannister mm. scout, and they wanted to kill him. But Rob said, no, 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 we show mercy, we show mercy. Go go back and tell Lannister that, you know, winter is coming and I'm going to whoop his ass with my 20,000 men. And he lets them believe that there are more men than... than he, is, that, than is that what it is? That there's more, he lets them believe <coughs> there are more men than they have? The, the scout miscounted and yeah. counted too high. And Rob hears that and goes, ah, right, okay. So he sends him back and says, make sure that you tell your, your lord that I'm coming yeah. with 20,000 northerners. Yeah. But he doesn't have 20,000 northerners. He has like 18, I think, and then mm. he splits his force a little bit again. Yeah, but then when they so have yeah, the battle... It's very clever. We're, and we're Tywin not doing says, and, and he says, where's Rob Stark? And he's like, he's with his 18,000 other men. But there were 2,000 men at that. But the maths is all weird. It's, it's a bit very strange. late, yeah. but I can't yes. count right now. But I think that's weird. Basically, he sent a small force to, to meet the, the Lannister army and then took his actual army yes. and went and captured Jamie Lannister. From the Riverlands. And the there was that out. scene where he rocks back up to Catelyn. And I think I told you, Stu, I was like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And that just that shot there it of is. Rob and Stark riding his beautiful white horse. Look, I get it. I get it. And you it's, know, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's majestic. pretty sexy. Yeah. Like, it's, that's, that's pretty good. And, and it's, it's pretty rare for you to talk about anyone on the show except Jon Snow in those that's terms. That's true. So. I talk about Mario. Oh, that's true. I've always enjoyed that's, Rob Stark. Yes. And, and thankfully in season two and three, season two and three, yes, we yes. get to see a lot more of him naked. We and do. that is excellent. Hmm. You know, I'm very appreciative of all of that. For now, though, he's very, and he is that kind of leader who's not, you know, Theon's like, oh, the bards will sing songs about your victory. And he's like, this is not a victory. This is just the hmm. start. 
They've got Jamie, but... It's like, we did something clever, but we sacrificed 2,000 men to do it. Exactly. So. There's only so many times you can play that game before all <laughs> yes. of men are dead. So. But yes, let's let's go to the Lannister side of the battle, and we have the introduction of Shay. Yes, which Tyrion's is a massive deal. mistress, yes. who becomes Tyrion's mistress, I should say. Companion, confidant, concubine. Concubine. Courtesan. Yes. And she is... I still don't really get Shay. I sort of thought there would be a lot more explained about who she was and where she comes from, but she's mm. just this sort of wandering planet that comes into orbit around Tyrion and never quite, or he comes into orbit around her even. Yes. But it's never quite explained, you know, is she a gas giant? Is she a small, <laughs> rocky outcome? Is she a, a supermassive uh, rocky hole? planet that yeah. takes 20,000 years to orbit the, the yeah. sun? Yeah. Many things, yeah. many things, many astronomical things. Well, um, it's true. The, the show seems to want to do something with her, and but I don't think it ever really pays off. It doesn't really seem to... Well, they play that game of truth or dare, essentially, where Tyrion's trying to guess things about her and Bronn. And if he guesses right, then they have to drink. And, of course, mm. he says things like, your mother was a whore, your father left your family, all these things that she keeps saying, drink, 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 in a beautiful European accent. Yes. Drink. Drink. <laughs> and don't talk about my mother and father. Ever. <laughs> that is that's, not right. That's uh, that is not right. That that's, is not correct. That's Monty Python French, what you're is doing it? right now, yes. Ah, ah fatten your general said, direction. Well, wait till season three and that yes. starts to come up again. Drop <laughs> up again. Season three, season four, maybe. Yeah, so she's this, it's a very mysterious creature, but as it happens, you know, enough to get Tyrion really hooked he was just really looking for yeah. a you know bit on the side but he really gets a lot and he's more like oh this, this is a woman who's intriguing yeah. and there are some corker bron lines as well when they're playing truth <laughs> or dare and i can't remember what they were because i'm so tired right now we lines. just assume that bron said something clever yeah exactly just good. assume that's right because he steals her from some ginger sea bomb <laughs> hey, he, took her. he steals her he just is like yeah steals her and she's all very coy and i thought you'd like, like her yeah, yeah i thought mm. you'd like her He's like, oh, you found someone pretty. Um, and, and they found, find out, and I guess the key revelation to, to talk about is that Tyrion was married to a girl who he met while out with Jamie. She'd been attacked by men. He helped comfort her and ended up in her bed. Turns out Jamie set the whole thing up. The girl was a whore. And yes. then to punish him, Tywin uh, let, his whole let his guard onto her and paid her off and so made Tyrion watch. And it's an awful, awful story. Mm. And no wonder Tyrion has got some pretty big daddy issues. Yes. And Bronn says quite uh, quite yeah. precipitously, uh, yeah. you know, if if that I'd was me, I'd man. kill the man who he did, did that, that to me. me. And, and I never, that was the first time I've sort of seen that line again and gone, oh. Oh, oh I see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Foreshadow, thunderclap, for, for, yes. thunderclap of foreshadowing. It's, yeah, it's it's a bit of foreshadowing there. But, it, you know, time is just brutal. Poor Tyrion. You know? He's a terrible person and Tyrion is wonderful. And it's, it's, it, Tyrion's also terrible. If, so, if someone does something to Tyrion, we instantly hate them. That's the trick on the show. Yeah, he's really lovable. And also, should... Give a shout out to how he he gets sent to the vanguard to lead the battle, and then immediately gets his, knocked out with his storm crows. Yes. And he talks about how you know they're all going to be fighting together, and he's like, "Last night, Shagger tried to kill someone over a sausage." I just love the way Peter Dinklage is a sausage. A sausage. It, it is a great line. Really. A fight over a sausage. Had, Bron convinced him not to cut his cock off. Yeah. 
I just love I just love that Shagger is just obsessed with cutting dudes' cocks <laughs> off. It's just a thing that he wants to do. It's my family tradition. That's it. It's a time honoured tradition. Damn it. It's cultural. <laughs> it needs to be respected. You can't diss my traditional practices. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and then, of course, he gives this rousing speech. God, I'm yawning. He gives this rousing speech to them all. It's like, today, your dominion over the veil begins here. And you can see him really turning it on, too. Yeah. And I love it. It's just that, that amazing little bit of performance where Tyrion is really pumping himself up and trying to rally the troops. Proceeds to get run over and knocked down. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Which is, one, a great comic moment. Yeah. But, two, brilliant on the showrunner's part. To, because then he wakes up and the battle is done. Yeah. So Tyrion got knocked out and then he wakes up and everything's over, which has moved us forward narratively and also saved the show a very expensive battle scene. Certainly has, certainly <laughs> has. Uh, what else happened? Um, we should talk about Danny and Carl. Yes, well, this is the. Danny the and Carl. Danny and Carl. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not going real well between Danny and Carl over in the Red Waste. Uh, no, they're not there yet. No, they're not in the Red Waste. They're near the Red Waste. They're somewhere near Ass High. Sorry, it's a shy. It's a pronounced a shy, but it's written Ass High. I guess. So every time I'm reading the books, it's like <laughs> they're somewhere near Ass High. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get too much entertainment out of trivial things like that. Immature things, I should say. Yes, yeah, so Danny has refused to leave Carl. He's got a very bad infection and yes, there's no does. antibiotics, which would have <laughs> cleared that scratch right up. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Not a lot of penicillin in uh, medieval fantasy land. So, Carl Drogo is not well. He falls off his horse. Immediately, everyone turns on him. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's a rough it's gig pretty, It's pretty be. brutal. I understand they've set it up as, like, a, a, a brutal uh, culture that the yeah. Dothraki have. But it's like... So, what? If you have, like... If you have, like, a bad flu or something, yeah. is that it? You're done? Yeah. Don't like, get the sniffles when you're a Carl. The man flu does not exist in Dothraki <laughs> culture. It's like you can't you can't just skip a day, right? It's not a thing. You can, it's like, I've got man flu, everyone. Listen, guys, like it's just I've got a bit of a headache and like a bit of a fever and a bit of a scratchy throat, so I'm just going to sit today out. Like you, there's, you can't call in sick if you're Carl. So Danny, in a desperate bid to revive him, brings in Miri Mazdur, the god's wife, the lamb's woman. The witch. The, the creepy witch, as I creepy witch. have always thought of her. Right? And gets her to perform blood magic. Always a great sign <laughs> yes. that things are going well when you're resorting to blood magic. Yes. When, when, when you, the cure for a disease is to kill a horse and then have yeah. demonic owls come from yeah. the tent. <laughs> the dead will dance here tonight. And, I mean, it but really I, sprayed everywhere, that blood. It, it really did. go like, and she really got the carotid artery there. And she, just well, really, she did, It was yeah. a gusher, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> and poor Danny walks out going, nobody enter the tent. Of course, someone who doesn't hear that is Sajora, who's too busy getting his plate on. Yes, He's plating exactly. up. That actually, that explains it. I, I didn't even think about that because I was just about to say, it doesn't make any sense when, I, I, I'd never thought about it before, but it, ne- it doesn't make any sense that he then takes her back into that tent. Yeah. But I guess he, he didn't hear the, yeah, he he didn't didn't, hear the thing. He would have told her not to do blood magic. He would yeah. have been like, what are you doing? Because he comes up to her and goes, what have you done? <laughs> you stupid bint. Yeah. Like, he's pretty much, you know, in love with her by this point. But still, he's like, what the hell have you unleashed yeah. in, in there? Of course, one of the other blood riders decides, oh, he's not Carl anymore, and I don't like the witch, and I don't like the Khaleesi, and she's nothing, and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. 
And so he decides to launch an attack at Jorah. Jorah mm. manages to beat him because he's got armor, which is a callback to that scene earlier in the series yes. where Jorah had explained why yeah. armor has benefit. That's right. And it's because it allowed him to, um, you know, skewer a guy. That's right. <laughs> While he wasn't looking. Yes. It's like, oh, look, your sword bounced off my plate. Boom. Down you go. <laughs> and, of course, Danny's been knocked down and goes into early labor. Yes, and thus requiring Jorah to take her into the tent with the demonic howling voices, yeah, which yeah, even, yeah. even if he didn't know that there was blood magic in there, I don't know that that's where you'd take a pregnant lady, but... I guess, okay, sure. Maybe the screaming would not be out of place. It would just true. kind of That's blend true. in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Things yeah. are not going well. I can't remember what else happened in that episode, but I just <laughs> want to... It is, it's, it's an episode that is very weighted towards the events of the last five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I just wanted to give a shout out on a couple of things that we didn't mention about last week's episode. Yes. Last week, the last episode, episode eight. Barristan Selmy. Being um, yes, forced out. Forced out. And, and that's relevant to us because, of course, he comes back in start of series three, I think. He turns up to say... Yeah, he disappears to, for a series. He disappears. And then he shows up and everyone goes, who? And, See, and I didn't. then you frantically run back to the wiki and go, oh, right, okay, that See, guy. I didn't. I remember going, where's he going? He's got to go somewhere. Like, yeah. you don't storm out like he stormed out. That was a proper storm It out. was, it was. Like, the doors even opened for him on the Swinging way out. His eye. Yeah, that's right. I am out of here. And he was walking with purpose. This yeah. was not a guy going to like, oh, well, screw you, I'm going to go fishing. Because that's what they'd offered him, a nice, happy retirement. Pretty and much. he was like, boom. No, thank you. But he's like, clearly I've got options, so I'm going to go find Daenerys. And he shows up. So I knew that Barristan would be somewhere. And so when all this stuff was happening with Danny, I'm like, bet it's Barristan. So when he showed up, I was very happy. But the other thing I just wanted to mention that we didn't get to last time, and I don't think we saw any of Bran this episode... No, not this episode. I think, see, I think no, we didn't a see little, bit, little bit last episode. Last episode, we saw him with Osha in the Godswood, talking yes, about right. the old gods and the new gods and that sort of thing. But last episode, we also saw naked Hodor. <laughs> and I just thought that was worth pointing out that we did see that. <laughs> we, we do. I'm sure Christian Nan, who plays Hodor, must have benefited from that scene many times since, since it aired. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that is one hell of a prosthetic they've got on him. If it is a prosthetic, maybe it's not. I interviewed him. I got to interview him, actually. And, and you asked him about this? Or? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I interviewed I interviewed him and then I interviewed um, Joffrey, Jack. What's his name? Jack Gleason. Yes. Hmm. And I did I interview someone else from Game of Thrones? I can't remember. Oh, God, I've got a terrible memory. You can't remember whether you interviewed someone else from Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I went to Supernova and I yeah, interviewed, and you, like, George R. R. Martin, Martin on stage and I met Of Michelle which I will be jealous of you until the day I die. And Lena Headey I met as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, just casually. They were nice. Although I do think they might have gotten me thrown out of a green room. I can't. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I don't know if it was them or someone else. I don't know. Anyway, George R. R. Martin. Seem nice. Yes. We had a good chat. Well, he's, he's, a, he's a nerd. He's, he's the king nerd. Yeah. He's, well, he's... that's how I do it. We, yeah. we opened up by talking about Eleanor of Aquitaine and stuff like that. <laughs> so we just went on this tour <laughs> and Isabella the She-Wolf of France and all this sort of medieval Amazing. stuff. So that was that was super fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Christian Nairn, I can't remember if I asked him about that or not. I mean... It seems like it wouldn't come up naturally. So I, I don't know if... Yeah, but this is me we're talking about. That's true. I was like, that's hi, true. Christian Nairn. Great to hear you on the phone. I'm Natalie. Let's talk about that scene where you were naked. <laughs> I think, ah. Oh, let's get down to brass tacks. Prosthetic or real? <laughs> I do remember him talking about how it was quite tough to carry 
uh, Isaac because he's getting yes. quite big yeah, yeah. and he's hurting his back and how he hopes that he does actually get to say something else. Like he hopes that he dies in some magnificent sacrifice for Bran. Like he dies saving Bran's life and like as he dies says, I always loved you, you know, like I'll die oh, for no. you, Bran, or something I, like that. I hope not. No, I know. I hope the light, if, if Hoda, Hoda won't die. Hoda won't die. That, that might true. be a thing. He's as well high, you know. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's, that's right. He's he's the sleeper all along. But yeah. But if he ever does die, I hope his last word is Hoda. <laughs> right? Because if it's anything else, well, it's that just... would be ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so he was married. And I just wanted to yes. point that out. So that's our schlong count was two. Yes. Um, yeah. In two, season one. Two, two dicks, one possibly prosthetic. I'm pretty sure Alfie Allen... Uh, was showing up on the day that that's all Alfie. Um, so <laughs> it's all Alfie. It's all Alfie. Um, all Alan, or maybe not. All the time. Maybe they've all. Maybe they've all had a bit of help. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so that's our schlong count, and it is. It you know, it's comparatively low. It is. Yeah. 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 When you, you know, think about it, when I you think, think about how many boobs. You I think get. that's basically it. Now we see. Well, we might see a little bit of. Look, it's quite late. I'm too tired to think about Game of Thrones schlong right now. Um, <laughs> Although, admittedly, I'm about to go to bed and go to sleep. So that'll be pleasant dreams. There you are. Um, but <laughs> everyone's going to think I'm filthy. I'm just, I'm really quite sweet. I'm not, you know. <laughs> you know, it's all jokes. I never take us here. I just like to point that out. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> that is true. I, I, mea culpa. Uh, it is always me. But that's because my sense of humor is that of like a 12-year-old boy's. And it's never really Fair enough. That's why we that. get on so well. Yeah. <laughs> And this, it's weird that I haven't seen things like Commando because you think that would appeal to the, yeah, I, yeah no, no. It's not for everyone. You might no, see, it. I was totally, yeah, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, action so adventure that's a, that's a good movie. type stuff is, is yeah. more my bag. Um, but yeah, so that's it for this week, this week. How, I don't even know how often we're, this day, this podcast? We're doing, we're doing episode by episode and normally they go out weekly, but these are coming out in a strange schedule, so I'm not yeah. sure... How many we've released at this point and in what schedule? So yeah, we'll, no idea, man. Could yeah. be any time. Who knows? Who knows? We have fast and loose. Imagine, all over the place. imagine what the future has has happened. Imagine, like, ah, oh, hey, Stu, we recorded this podcast before World Peace broke out. <laughs> Remember that time before World Peace? Oh, hey, Stu. <laughs> before Stu, the we, sickness. We we recorded that podcast before I totally hooked up with Jon Snow. Remember that time? <laughs> And now we're like totally, yeah, he dumped that other girl. Mm. Damn you, you greet. <laughs> and um, totally hooked up with me and we're, yeah, we're totally on. Yeah, so actually, let's hope that comes true. <laughs> He's hoping. I have my fingers crossed for you. Let's look down the magic eight ball and it's just a picture of Jon Snow's abs and my face. Absolutely. And so with that charming image, uh, we will see you for episode uh, 10 and then we progress into season two. Season two is straight in. We barrel in. Barreling in. Thank you very much. And for now, Gala Magulas. Winter is coming. <laughs>